Everyone loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's journey. Step into the role of June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. June's Journey is a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story taking you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. And if you know me, you know I love the 20s era. Engage your sense of observation to find hidden clues. Search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris and uncover a collection of dazzling hidden object spectacles for you to solve. We're all here because we love drama and thrills, right? Well, this game has the perfect twists and turns to keep your brain asking, what happened here? You can chat and play with or against others by joining a detective club. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Hey everybody, welcome to another Pop Culture Kiki episode of Beyond the Blinds. As always, it's me, Kelly Williams. And Troy McKeady. And we want to remind you, we do have two shows coming up. One in Boston and one in November. The one in November, it's on a Wednesday. It's in New York. And that's basically a weekend. Yeah, and you can come, get a little drunk, leave with new friends, get more drunk, maybe go eat something. (laughs) Like, it's really, it's more beneficial to your life to come, to be honest. Right. And also in Boston, our show is on a Monday, but you know what? Use a sick day the next day. Don't don't save your PTO for Christmas time because people don't really work around then anyway. So come to our show and use your PTO day for the day after our show. And again, get a little drunk and leave with new friends. That's what people always do. They always leave with a new friend or a group of friends. Right. And we did get some DMs about people being nervous to go alone. Honestly, so many people have gone alone and left with friends. I think people who go alone end up having the best experience. Mm-hmm. So, like, because they always leave with, with new friends. Like, it's not even like a, it's not like a by chance thing. It happens every single time. You just see gaggles of people leaving, like, linked on, in arms. It's really cute. And if you go alone, you don't have somebody, like, nudging you being like, what does this mean? What does that mean? You can, yeah. just, you can just be there. <laughs> you're like your, your friend who gets too drunk that's, like, embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, you can just do your own thing. <laughs> it's a beautiful time for everybody. Exactly. Um. So we always start with what we're watching, basically. You guys know the drill. We're in, like, episode four of Pop Culture Kiki. I have to be honest, there's nothing new I'm really watching. Um, But the Jersey Shore family reunion with Sam is so much better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Sam just brought them back to life. They always needed her. Sam, I think the same, well, I don't know. I think that they're all equally as important aside from Angelina. But like, (laughs) I don't know. I just think Sam not being there for so long was like, you could feel it. For sure. In the way that she showed up, I do think it was a genuine surprise. It's she's just been great. And she has her little bitchy attitudes. She's still the sweetest bitch we've ever met. And it's great. (laughs) I love the way she showed up and I love their reactions. I love Dina's reaction the most. It was so sweet. Um, And you don't really get moments like that, like on reality TV anymore that aren't like fake. You know, it was just really cute. 
For sure. And I love how much you love Dina. You guys, if you didn't know, Troy and I are like big Dina fans. So Dina, if you're listening, what's up? It's Dina's show, really. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, I'm not really watching anything new either. Just, you know, it's the summer. So as we know, it's football season for me. (laughs) It's Big Brother season. It's the only thing that consumes me. And I have to be honest, this season... I don't know what it is. And I've been seeing a lot of people have the same feelings online. I'm just obsessed with these people. Like, I think about them all the time. I'm so concerned about what is going on in that damn house. Like, they really, they just got me this year. Um, Well, Troy, I just need you to know that you convinced my girlfriend to watch it. So guess who's going to start watching it this week? Oh, (laughs) goodbye. (laughs) So long. Um, obviously every week there's some like controversy that the house doesn't know is happening. And this week, so if you watched the first few episodes of the show, you know that one of the house guests left early because he said the N-word on the live feeds. And CBS has this alleged no tolerance policy for people using profanity or like not profanity but like calling people like racial slurs and things like that but what they really do is just like sweep most of it under the rug every year and they know that the live feed people know it's happening but there's nothing they can do and it just is what it is so this past week one of the house guests jared which is Ceri's son who everybody on the internet has turned against because he's a sexist monster pig He's a disgusting fuck. <laughs> um, he called a girl in the house the R word. And he said it with his whole chest. And it was really uncomfortable. And people are like, why is he allowed to do that and not be told to leave if Luke was told to leave? And they can't because he's Ceri's son. And their whole twist this year is that the house finds out that Ceri's son is in the house. So... They're just going to pretend that it didn't happen and keep it a secret from the people who watch the CBS show, even though it's on the news, um, because they need the twist to pay off. Otherwise, there was no point in casting Sari. So we're never going to see it happen. But people are really mad. There's like petitions and shit online for him to be kicked out. How do you feel about it, like as a longtime watcher? Um, I just kind of come to terms with the fact that Big Brother is like, when you record people on a live feed for like three months or however long they're in there, like people are bound to say stuff that they regret saying. I don't necessarily think that he should be kicked out of the house, but I do think that production should like reprimand him. Like in UK on Big Brother, when stuff like that happens, like they show the producers calling them into the diary room and like reprimanding them about what they did and letting them know that like the world is upset and like how do they feel and why would they say like they actually like have to be remorseful whereas in America they just they try and hide stuff from people as if there isn't a live feed of their show so it's like the duet like this can be happening it's on TMZ it's on Huffington Post but in Big Brother world, it just isn't happening. Like, it just didn't happen. That's crazy. Yeah. So they're just pretending that it didn't happen. And we probably won't see anything come of it. It's just going to be a little... But he's going to be... He's going to have a whole world of trouble coming for him when he leaves the house and he doesn't know. Even I've seen it on Twitter. 
you know, I'm not on Big Brother Twitter, but even I have seen how crazy this season's been and how everyone's saying um, series. What's his name? Jared, you said mm-hmm. everyone's saying like he's ruining series legacy. It's the best idea for them to come on the show together. Like, I think that he's trying to make his own, you know, status. He's trying to be an icon like his mom and like. You know, he doesn't like being told what to do by her, even though she's like really good at it. (laughs) He's just like a sexist pig. Like he says really disgusting stuff to this girl that he's like dating. He has a girlfriend at home. Oh, like is watching the show. She is taking care of his dog and taking care of his bills in his apartment. And he's just fucking some other girl on TV. Like he's honestly just a pig. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I know, and I think Suri's going to be really embarrassed when she gets home and finds out that, like, he, like, fucked on TV and, like, said all this stuff. Like, he's, it's it's not going to be good for him. So we do have to talk about Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett has died, and in my opinion, I was laying in bed, and I was like, he was kind of the first, like, stan culture that I was aware of, the parrot heads. Mm, mm -hmm. Like, you know, he was kind of, like, the first, maybe not the first, but... For me, like people dressing up to go to his concerts and like making it a big production. And now I'm like, that's how people get ready for like Taylor Swift or Beyonce. But it started with like Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> totally. I, I agree with that. <laughs> I don't know. He just seemed like, did I love all of his music? No. But when I heard it, did I have to like nod my head to it and be like, oh, that Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He really like he created a real sense of community with his fans that you don't really think about. I remember even as a kid, like, I didn't know that he was a real person. (laughs) I actually (laughs) thought he was like Walmart or something. You know what I mean? Like, I thought that I thought he was Bahama Breeze or like um, Tommy Bahama. Like, I didn't know that Jimmy Buffett was like a man that was real. (laughs) He was like a brand. (laughs) So I don't know if this story is true. I saw it on Twitter, but I just wanted to share it. Apparently, Jimmy Buffett allegedly liked to party back in the day. And he was at a bar that got raided and he dumped out a salt shaker and put cocaine in it and then went back the next day to try and find the salt shaker. And that's like the the lyric that's like searching for my lost salt shaker of or shaker of salt. And that's so funny. Like that. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Wait, should we do a Jimmy Buffett episode? <laughs> Just him doing cocaine in the Florida game. <laughs> yeah. And we get like cheap margarita drunk while we record it. Oh my God, I'd cry by the end. I'd just be like <laughs> full tears. But no, it is very, very, very sad that he died. It's very surreal. He's just like a, like I, I look at him as like a Dolly Parton. Like he's just like a walking amusement park. Just like. You can't even really describe that kind of celebrity. It's hard to even put it into words, you know? Yeah, that's so true. And I do have to recommend the Margaritaville in Times Square. Um, my friend Dexter and I did a staycation there and went to every bar. And it was so fun. <laughs> Don't they have a cruise too? I'm sure. I know they have like a senior living center down in Florida. Honestly, everybody going to the the Jimmy Buffett like cruise and getting wasted and passing out in inappropriate places, no better time than now. In his legacy, please fall asleep in the yard of uh, Margaritaville. I'll be doing that in Times Square later tonight. (laughs) That's a scary place to fall asleep outside. Be careful. For sure. (laughs) 
Um, should we talk about Joe and Sophie? We should. I'm sad about this, to be honest with you. I mean, me too. I just became the biggest Jonas Brothers fan, what, a month ago when I saw them at Yankee Stadium? Yeah. And this really hurts my heart. But I'm also really confused by how it's playing out. Mm, like, in what way? I mean, it was released on a Friday, right? Right before Memorial Day, which is like what Zoe Kravitz did to announce her divorce because you think it's going to be like buried and no one's really paying attention. Mm -hmm. And the way that they did it, it was like TMZ reported and immediately they were like, well, the kids are on tour with Joe and Sophie hasn't been involved. And Sophie's filming a movie or something in England. And also Joe Jonas is on tour with his entire family. So like, where do you want the kids? right Uh, yeah that's true I didn't even think about that yeah so I thought about that right away and then like a blind item came out from crazydaysandnights.net nt lawyer wrote it um (laughs) it was suggesting that Joe was allegedly hooking up with a 20 year old like threesome partner but started seeing the threesome partner and then of course like he was spotted with the ring on his finger and Sophie at the show and all I could say is I personally think Joe Jonas put that statement out. I don't know like what he was thinking or anything, but then showing up with the ring and like Sophie showing up and supporting him, it doesn't matter because Twitter has already ripped him apart. They're like, actually, he's a fucking creep. He was 26 dating a 19 year old and like allegedly kept breaking up with Sophie up until like the night before they eloped. He was breaking up with her on and off. See, I didn't, I did not. I know that we did a Jonas episode, but I just like did not put it together or I forgot or whatever that they were like so far apart in age and that she was like so young when they started dating. Like, I was like, oh, like I didn't know that their relationship was like creepy. Right. And I guess I didn't know how old Joe Jonas was. To be yeah, honest. Same. To me, he's forever 21. Yeah, exactly. So I was just like, whoa. But no, yeah, I I was shocked by it. And to to be honest, I was mostly just like, ugh, like, Nick and Priyanka outlived. (laughs) Like, I hate that. I hate that. Whatever Nick and Priyanka have, whether it's real, fake, kind of real, whatever, it's working for them. (laughs) They're running all the way to the bank. Like, they are cashing check after check after check. And, I mean you know good for them yeah I just again I don't know what anyone was thinking with how this was released or announced I should say yeah yeah it was very very odd and also people cared way more than I thought they would also people are very upset and people magazine picked it up too it's not like it was just TMZ and like random i mean pop crave is where i get most of my news at this point but you know it wasn't through there people magazine picked it up that's how i know someone dropped the ball on joe's team yeah it's so interesting i don't know it's just interesting in general when you know that joe is like a mess anyway Mm -hmm. like he is a messy queen we haven't seen many blind items where it's like, dear celebrity, please stop doing drugs. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's bad when NT uh, does his like direct speaking to the camera, break the fourth wall moment. Another breakup I have to talk about, Carl and Lindsay from Summerhouse. Mm-hmm. This one shook me 
to my core because I really thought that they were going to go down with the ship, whether it was real, whether it was fake, whether they felt forced. I thought they were so backed into a corner that they were going to have to get married. Yeah, I thought so too. Just to save face. Even if it was like, let's just fucking do this for like seven months. Like, we just have to at least do it. But I don't know. I kind of always thought that Lindsay was Carl's, like, you know, post-traumatic, like, trauma response. Mm -hmm. Like, I just think that their relationship is just something that he could, like, run to emotionally in his life when it felt really unstable because she kind of checked all the boxes at the moment for what he needed, you know? And they've known each other for so long. And on top of it, they can, like, have great sex. Like, it's like every box is checked. But then I feel like it is one of those things where a few months later, you'd be like, what the fuck is, what am I doing, you know? For sure. And honestly, I have never liked Carl. And I feel like that's a very hot take to have for Summer House. But I've always just saw like such a deep unhappiness in him and like jealousy of others. And even with when he got sober, I was like, he's still like not happy. You Mm -hmm. know, I almost not, I'm not saying being sober is an easy, quick fix. I know it's a struggle. I know it's really hard, but it almost seems like he was like, if I get sober, everything else will be perfect. Mm, And things still weren't perfect. And then he's like, well, Lindsay wants to get married and have kids. And I like her as a friend. Like, let me try that for happiness. Mm Mm-hmm. So, because I still saw, like, all this anger in Carl. Like, last summer, he's throwing t-shirts over cameras and flipping the camera crew off. Like, what, Carl? I agree with you. I've always felt like Carl just had so, he has so many identity issues. Like, he really has no idea who he is. And I think while he was still drinking and partying, like, he could just push it aside and not not have to think about it but like being sober and being as old as he is and going through what he went through and then realizing that he has no real like idea of who he is like there's no sense of self you know like I just think that he's a really lost human being like and I think that he he, you could tell by the way he changed even when he started dating Lindsay like it's like oh you're really that just kind of beige human being who just becomes whoever you date. But he also was able to like hide behind Lindsay because Lindsay's such an easy person where people would be like, well, we don't like her. Yeah, the target. Yeah. So this, some spoiler stuff. I got some DMs about this. Ooh, okay. And it's spoilers for the upcoming season, but allegedly at Lindsay's bridal shower, Carl's mom had a conversation with her and Carl's stepdad is a, pastor or something with the church Mm, okay and she alluded to the fact that like if carl's stepdad would not advise them to get married so then allegedly everything started happening and carl started getting in really tight with production and Lindsay got a call saying like hey tomorrow morning production's coming over and she was kind of like weird but they're doing like you know the summer follow-up clips or whatever Mm mm-hmm And then Carl broke up with her on camera. And there's there's a blind that says they were already broken up, but they wanted to do it on camera for ratings. Call me crazy, but I don't think Lindsay Hubbard would do this for ratings. I do. You do? (laughs) I think Lindsay's a press hound. I think she loves the press. But I, 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 I don't know. 
No. Oh, I don't know. I'm so in between on that. Like, it would make sense if they knew before and and refilmed it. Like, that's so normal reality TV shit, right? Yeah. But also, like, I don't know. I know that people think that they were trying to plan some Tom and Ariana thing for ratings. I don't believe that. I think the only reason I don't believe Lindsay would be in it for ratings is because she hasn't put out a statement yet. Mm. I think if she, it was like a ratings thing or something you bring people in, like yeah. immediately she'd be talking to like Radar Online or whoever. That's true. She hasn't really tried to capitalize on it yet. And she hasn't tried to control the narrative. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, I think that people for a long time are going to be really trigger happy with calling everything like a Tom and Ariana scandal when, sure, this is like a breakup, but I just don't think that they're trying to create, you know, a lightning in a bottle moment that equals Tom and Ariana. It's, I just don't think that that's what this is. I think this should be the end of Summer House and I love Summer House, but it's time to just like put it to bed. Yeah, or at least like, we really need to like truly revamp the cast. Right. I mean, I love Kyle Cook. I think Kyle Cook is a star, but like he's almost 40 or he might be 41 at this point. Like it's time to like hang it up. And it's okay. You know, it's okay (laughs) to age out of, you know, like how many more times do we need to see like Kyle put a sock on his dick or whatever, like, or a little cowboy hat? Like how many more years can we do that? You know? Right. Like you look young, Kyle, but come on. <laughs> yeah. I would I wouldn't mind seeing them transition into like a we come up every couple weekends kind of thing. But like the lover boy commercial, I am kind of done with it. <laughs> and I but also, you know that I live for Paige, which is so problematic. Like everybody hates Paige, but I don't care. <laughs> I would be okay with leaning into the page of it all. <laughs> well, honestly, like Last summer, I kept saying, like, Danielle is making points. Just the way that she's expressing those points are terrible. Sure. Like, I think Danielle was wrong with her delivery, but right with her worries. 1,000%. She's our Conrad. 1,000%. I feel like she came to the realization that, like, her friendship has never, their friendship has never been about her ever. And she realized how stupid she looked. Right. And she acted out. I will say, I think that the girls, what made it, I think what made that situation so much much worse for her was like everybody else, them all trying to act like, I don't know, like them trying to turn it into, like, what's her name that bakes the cookies? Uh, Maya. Maya being like, she's not a a true friend. This is true friendship. Us, us girls, us being here. Like, you're weird for that. Sorry. Maya, I hope you don't come back. Like, I'm sorry, but you're weird as fuck for trying to act like, like, it was like some moment where she needed to run into your arms and you needed to carry her out. And like all of that dramatic Danielle falling to the ground and hyperventilating. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, it was a lot. And like, right before Maya said that line, she looked directly into the camera. (laughs) (laughs) She said, L-O-L-O-L-O-L-O-V-E. Um. (laughs) But yeah, I'm just, I'm so curious. I'm curious to see what's going to happen with Carl. And you know what? Paige gets some shit. And I've been on, you know, I've called her a bed bug once or twice. But like, one thing about her, I saw this on TikTok. Someone was like, she doesn't stand with fuckery. So even if she does not like Lindsay, she doesn't like what Carl did even more. 1000%. 
And I, I applaud a woman who leans into her laziness in such a way. <laughs> where she's just like, no, like literally I want to eat, sleep and drink and dress up and then repeat. <laughs> Have my silky ass bob in like just cause yeah. a little trouble. I, I do not want to clean. I don't want to set up. I want to sleep, eat, and get drunk. And that's it. Like, and I love it. It couldn't be more relatable to me. Um, I want to talk about Burning Man and just the state of music festivals in general. Oh, I am so deep on Burning Man TikTok right now. I can't stop. Have you been watching these videos? I've watched a handful. Like some of them, you know, with their feet in the like acidic sand or mud. That was a lot for me. And yeah. I was like, I don't need to see Burning Man, Burning Man trench foot tonight. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's so crazy. It's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. And I don't know. I just, I've never really, I've never really thought about the the fact that there are like 90,000 people there. And like that in itself is fucking insane. And like, I don't know. Just, I feel like the state of music festivals is just no longer. Like, they're just not the gig anymore. Like, I don't want to go to any more festivals. No, and honestly with Burning Man, I don't know what I thought. I thought it was like Mad Max out in the middle of the desert. No, I was so wrong. <laughs> like, when I saw the people leaving, I was like, that's who goes to Burning Man? Oh, yes. White women with dreadlocks. <laughs> that's who goes to Burning Man. When I think of Burning Man, I think of dust. I think of people wearing goggles and like Mad Max boots and just mm-hmm. kind of that vibe. And seeing like fucking Diplo running right. out of there with Chris Rock. I was like, wait, Diplo and Chris Rock are at Burning Man? Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I feel bad generalizing everybody that goes. I know that, you know, out of 100,000 people, there's all different kinds of people that go. But let's be honest, generally, it's wealthy, mostly white people with dreadlocks out there pretending to be self-sufficient. And I mean, when you... You saying that you thought it was Mad Max. I think they would like for you to think that. For sure. I think it, that some lady with dreadlocks just woke up in a very cold sweat when you said that. She was so happy that you said Mad Max. And she's like, does she want to hear about my adventure of how to get out of Burning Man? I'm like, no, 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 I don't. <laughs> it's just fucking insane. So for anybody who doesn't know, I mean, because I didn't truly understand why they couldn't leave. Like, I, I like, didn't get it at first. But like, it is... That whole area is built on, like, what used to be river. So, like, the ground isn't just normal sand or dirt. It's, like, it's it's just not. And, like, you can see in these videos when it gets wet, like, it cakes up and it turns into cement. Yeah. I saw videos of people's tires being ripped out of their cars. Like, tires literally ripping out of vehicles because this shit is so thick and so cakey. Um, and like you said, it, it like sucks all of the oxygen out of your skin. So you get trench foot and they, they physically can't do anything until it dries, but like it kept raining. I just like, and there, and people go there with rations, enough rations to feed themselves for like five days. So they don't have food or water to last days beyond Burning Man. Like it's just crazy. And when I found out it's one road in and one road out, that's enough to make me not want to go. <laughs> yeah. And on a good day, it can take you half the day to get in and out on a normal day. 
Yeah, I just saw today that it finally is dry enough that everyone's leaving, mm -hmm. but they're expecting it to take like 11 hours for yeah. people to be fully out of there. I just, I could not fathom. There's no world where I could fathom going to Burning Man in general. I I think that after a couple hours, I'd be like, wait, so it's a full five days that we just do this? <laughs> like we just do this, we get drugged and dance with our titties out in the dirt. Like I don't, but I would, I'm anxious to see what it'll look like next year. Like I know that people are still going to go, but like, it's just scary. Like I wouldn't want to put myself in that situation. And I get that people wanted to flee, but I think it's so shitty how people left so much trash behind mm -hmm. and then left just abandon their cars and stuff. When the entire point of Burning Man is that you're supposed to be self-sufficient and leave nothing behind and save the environment, but you guys are leaving literal automobiles like stuck in the mud. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> and then having, you know, of course, all the wealthy people can just be fucking airlifted out. Paris Hilton is riding out like Mariah Carey in the Honey video. <laughs> I'm just like, you guys are insane. This is so stupid. Oh. Uh. Yes, praying for all the Bernie Man girlies. Taryn Manning did release a new video. And the way she opened this video, the line she used, I'm going to use it for the rest of my life. She <laughs> said, I know I should give it a rest, pause, but I'm not tired yet. <laughs> and this is a really coherent, great uh, video, honestly. Yes. Much more along the lines of what Taryn normally posts. And she even acknowledged in the video that she kind of <laughs> wiles out on the internet all the time and that she was even kind of surprised that it was all over the news and all over TMZ. And like this specific video really like took off. And she said that she has an influx of followers now. Like all these people are adding her because they're expecting more videos about her talk describing her getting her vagina fingered in the car and but it was she was very like like you said coherent and like chill and she also talked about how hollywood has typecast her as just you know an addict or an idiot or like that dumb friend and i swear she listened to the episode we put out about her taryn girl i mean it was very it was very much giving our episode i'll be honest <laughs> But honestly, I do hope Taryn Manning finds another, maybe not Pensatucky role. I don't know if that was like the best for her, mm -hmm. but I do hope that she gets something. I would love it for her. And she said, like, she was like, I'm a very talented young lady. Like, she was like, I like went to acting school. I, she said that she was classically trained in, I think, ballet. Yeah, she went to Juilliard or she said <laughs> she did. I did not fact check. <laughs> Um, but yeah, and she said, like, I'm sick of playing white trash and hillbillies. And and she also made it a point to say that she's always playing people who are like suicidal or drug addicts. And it's like very triggering, um, given her like history and stuff. It's like triggering to constantly be playing like people that have tra like crazy trauma and like want to die. Yeah, that can't be easy, even if you aren't like a method actor. Yeah. Yeah. We're, I, we're rooting for Taryn. Her blinds were pretty rough, but we we want the best for her. Yeah, we just want to see you do well, gal. <laughs> now that we know you're an avid listener. Hi, Taryn. 
Now would be a good time to let you know that this episode is sponsored by Quince. Even though my closet was overflowing with clothes, I felt like I never had anything to wear. Then I found Quince and have finally given my closet the upgrade we both desperately needed. I've built out a capsule wardrobe with iconic pieces that can be styled for any occasion. Quince creates timeless classics that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever, which makes putting together that outfit way easier. Quince has all the capsule wardrobe must-haves, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, suede and leather jackets, and silk blouses and dresses. Here's the kicker. All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, and I love that. So with Quince, I have not only gotten a jacket, I've also gotten a lot of stuff from my home. Like Troy said in a previous ad here, we're both in apartments and I want my apartment to feel like home. I like comfy things. I don't like to feel like I'm living in a shoebox in New York. I like to make my little apartment a home. Anyway, (laughs) I have blankets from Quince that I love so much. They're so soft, so comfortable. I love cuddling up on the couch, watching some below deck under my favorite Quince blanket. So take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Or like I said, upgrade your home with blankets. They have a bunch of different throw pillows. Check them out for real. Go to quince.com slash blinds for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That is Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash blinds and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash blinds. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with internet's best converting checkouts. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Shopify powers 10% off all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash blinds, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash blinds now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash blinds. Can we talk about Oprah and The Rock? Um... <laughs> yes please oh, okay let me just breathe for a second because <laughs> I'm so overwhelmed by this so 
I have always wondered, like, when is Oprah's time going to come, you know? Like, when will she do something so bad, even though she's done some horrific things and supported some hellacious people? When will she do something so bad that normal people who don't read blind items, like just regular average Joe people who read People magazine will find out that Oprah's not the girl that they think she is? And I think that this Hawaii situation may be the thing maybe it feels like it i agree when you see like moms on facebook posting about it you know that it's become more of a situation (laughs) a situation if you will (laughs) so just to kind of fill everybody in oprah and the rock released this like this campaign basically trying to trick people into they set a goal for how much they wanted to donate to for to maui because of the fires and like over the the span of a few days people realized that their goal was like based on donations and they themselves didn't really plan on donating very much they wanted us mm-hmm. the people to pay for what is needed to rebuild homes and get people toiletries and stuff to billionaires one billionaire and the other being the highest paid male actor in the fucking globe is asking us for money and it's just like and on top of the fact that oprah hired a private a private firefighter police department to come and protect all of her 2000 acres because she is she owns over 2,000 acres of sacred land in Hawaii that's all untouched, completely perfect, nothing, no, you couldn't tell that a fire took place. And now it's opened up all of these people's eyes to the fact that she has all this weird real estate there that seems super illegal. And it's shady as fuck. And they're doing this for taxes. They're doing this for tax purposes. And this is a woman who could afford to rebuild all of Maui and it wouldn't affect her even in the slightest bit. She wouldn't even blink an eye. She has enough money to help all of these people herself. Them combined? Oh my God. It's really frustrating because honestly, like, is it take a, they're not good people. Let's take that like out of the situation. Right. For like tax write-off purposes in general, And I know when people do big donations, people want to be like, well, they get tax write-offs. Okay, they're still fucking donating. Sure. So just do that. I mean, for that alone. Just to save face. Like, Mm -hmm. just because it wouldn't really affect you, just donate a bunch of money. It won't even affect you. And it will literally help people and make you look good. But you really are going to get on the internet and post videos of you unwrapping blankets from walmart in a bucket hat asking people for money like the audacity the nerve and the gall to ask people for money to help it's just like so insane to me i feel like people turned on oprah right around the megan and harry interview yeah people seem to start getting really sick of oprah around then Mm -hmm. and yeah. I mean, The Rock always talks about how he's Hawaiian. Yeah. 
come on like seriously if you... the jersey shore cast put their money together to help reboard rebuild the boardwalk after one of the hurricanes Where? like like fucking oprah in the rock can open their wallets a little you know it's such a slap in the face it is such a spit in the face to people and it's such a fuck you because the people of Hawaii have been saying for years, like, tourists coming here is really ruining our landscape. Mm-hmm. You know, all the developments are ruining this sacred land that our people have lived on for years and years and years and years and years and generations and generations. And right. people aren't listening to that. Yeah. It's like, if anyone could say anything, it would be Oprah or The Rock being like, hey, guys, like, maybe, like, don't come here. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Focus, focus on helping us rebuild this beautiful island, this beautiful community. And you're surrounded by people who just need the bare minimum. You yourself said that people need toiletries and toothpaste and things like that. And you're asking people to give it to them. Like, are you out of your fucking mind? I'm just like, I, I just am so blown away. And I think I have seen that it's opened up a lot of other conversations about Oprah, about her friends, about, you know, her positioning herself as like the face of kindness and giving and niceness. And also, you know, being somebody who was on the forefront of talking about abuse and like sexual abuse and child abuse. But like you're really good friends with David Geffen and Harvey Weinstein. Like it just doesn't make any logical sense. And that weird all-girls school in, is it Africa? Yeah, yes. There's a lot of shady stuff with that alone. Oh my God, the things happening at that fucking girls' school. I don't know. Tell me what you think, because I know we're going to talk about Kylie and Timothy in a little bit, but regardless of like PR relationships or even what Oprah just did, which I would call a PR stunt, mm-hmm. I feel like people are starting to get smarter than like the media can keep up with. And I don't know, obviously I'm not just saying beyond the blinds, like just like the rise in blind items, the rise in like Reddit and Twitter and Instagrams, like debunking things. It's, it's, I think it's going to be hard for these celebrities to navigate that new landscape. I agree with you. And I think, especially with TikTok, with people being able to do these like you know, these deep dive videos about, you know, why, for example, Oprah maybe isn't such a trustworthy person and they end up getting millions and millions and millions of views and reshares. I don't think celebrities can get ahead of things the way that they were, they were able to even like seven years ago, you know, like they really can't control the narrative as quickly as they used to be able to. And especially somebody like Oprah, like right like oprah probably is the last to find out that she's viral on tiktok for all of this shady stuff but i do wonder i i wonder like what she's she must be freaking out because this has made people really mad and not just people who like her her fan base you know like you said the moms the women on facebook like the people who really will go out and buy a product because she just like told them to like those are the people that are like really upset about it yeah, I'm curious to see how it plays out. And honestly, I hope Oprah and The Rock end up making large donations. Yeah, me too. That would be nice. Speaking of another viral video, our girl Emma Roberts. <laughs> Did you see the video of her, Bill Clinton? 
No, I only read about it, but I didn't see it. So Bill Clinton is inside this bookstore and there are paparazzi standing out there and like one of his security guards are standing in the doorway basically all of a sudden emma roberts is walking out and she's like oh my god excuse me get out of my way get out of my way excuse me get out of my way because like she's pissed that the paparazzi are there and it's like never in my life would i ever expect emma roberts and bill clinton to be in the same area ever she i just picture her like blowing her cigarette smoke in his face she had her like whatever she bought so close to her chest and she's like oh my god get out of my way excuse me get out of my way i'm assuming like like eight drinks and she just looks and she's like what the fuck it's so funny oh i know what i'm gonna be watching as soon as we're done recording you have to it's hysterical if what it's one thing that emma roberts is good for it's a paparazzi moment that girl is like a paparazzi queen like she's some great videos and shots of her just being emma fucking roberts through the paparazzi even on the red carpet (laughs) yes she's just the moment okay so i also wanted to talk about the arrest of ruby frank and um just everything going on with her family so for those of you who don't know she is this very controversial youtuber who has like amassed millions of followers, who has this really, I mean, if you want to use the word unique way of parenting where she like starves her children and she withholds food from them and they like, Wait, I mean, it's- You mean abuse? <laughs> yeah, like she, and she's trying, she's been trying for years to be this like mommy guru kind of thing you know like an influencer and start like a movement for like ways these unique ways to parent your children it's abuse like she's just starving her kids and exploiting them beyond what you could ever imagine forcing them to film all day and all night her videos the the mommy channel family channel vlogs on youtube are already so fucking dark to me to me it's the one of the darkest sectors of the internet is the family vlog channels but hers specifically i cannot sit through her videos i can't sit through it of her just like abusing these kids it's too much and people have been waiting years to see what would happen like cps has been sent to her house police have been sent to her house like this has been a long time coming, but she was arrested on several counts of child abuse and neglect. Her 12-year-old son basically broke out of their home and went to a neighbor and begged for help. Um, the neighbor said that he was emaciated. He immediately asked for food and water, and he had duct t- or scotch tape or duct tape or something on his wrists and ankles. He had open wounds. Oh my like, God. it's worse, I think, than people even imagined. And she's in jail, finally. Uh, somehow she's not been arrested all this time and people knew she was abusing her kids. But now she is. And I'm just like, lock that bitch up and throw away the fucking key. She deserves to burn in hell. And I feel so bad for her kids that they've been, just millions of people have been watching them be starved and abused on youtube for years it's really just like a horrible situation obviously that's like an extreme extreme of the mommy vloggers right but i am curious to see even with like 
the teen mom kids, kids who've been filmed since they were really little and just put on the internet or television. I'm really curious to see like how that affects them later in life, you know, because I don't know. Obviously, we know child stars, but I don't think any like child YouTube stars have really grown up yet. Right. I agree, especially family vlog. Yeah. You know, that will eventually grow up and I don't know. And there's just all this footage, just years and years and years and years of footage of their mom embarrassing them on the internet it's horrible like I mean for anybody not familiar like any one of their videos you could click on because they have a ton of videos they've been filming for years and it within seconds you would be like how is this even allowed to be posted on the internet I was gonna say I'm surprised YouTube never like stepped in if it was like so evident that these kids were being abused I don't know why, I don't know the jurisdiction or like the logistics with the family vlogs, like how that works, because it is just filming underage kids like constantly and like, you know, and then there's like the prank families too, which is like a whole different, you know, darkness with these families that just pull like really embarrassing, horrible pranks on their kids and have them like constantly living in fear that they're going to be embarrassed and get I don't know. It's just horrible. The family vlog channels are just disgusting. But I hope that that woman stays in jail for the rest of her life. And yeah. I'm rooting Fuck for Ruby her. Frank. Yeah. So someone we do have to do an update on, Celine Dion. Her sister just did an update and Celine is not doing well with her um, diagnosis. It is stiff person syndrome. And basically what I read about it, it's like your body is just constantly like tensing up as tight as it can get then letting go a little then tensing up as tight as it can get and like I I like to think Celine Dion is like an actual good person with how I've seen her act with fans and even in interviews and it just it's sad like Celine Dion to me I guess I always knew like Mariah and Whitney were like the voices you know but Celine Dion was like right below them for me Okay. Like growing up in my house when I was younger, like Celine Dion was like top three. You know what I mean? Yeah. God tier. Yeah. God tier. She's in my um, Queens list for sure. Yes, absolutely. I think that she is, I think that Celine's voice is a, like an actual, I know people use this term like jokingly, but it's like an actual like national treasure. For sure. Because it's so, she's so uniquely talented. She's like the only person that's ever been born who can sing like her and it's like so like Whitney mm. you know and Mariah like nobody has ever been able to do what they can do and it's just horrible it's horrible to imagine like a world without I don't even want to say those words I just don't even want to say those words it I could cry thinking about it and and it does affect her singing voice it does you know it affects the muscles of her voice like she's she's going to lose her voice yeah she's never likely never going to perform again and it just it's so sad because obviously we could do so many like rotted people and I'm like how is Charlie Sheen still like in the best health ever and fucking Celine Dion is going through like this horrific pain I know I know she's so special she's such a special iconic woman and I can't think about it I will literally start crying I'm not even kidding I can't talk about it 
And I get so defensive of her. Like there was a clip going around and you know, it's like peanut butter jelly, peanut butter jelly. Yeah. Like that's just, she's, she's a fucking weirdo. She's so funny in interviews. She's just like, a, she's actually quirky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't present quirky. She is a natural quirky lady. Yeah. She's she, somewhat say kooky. <laughs> Speaking of kooky, Kylie and Timothy were spotted together for the first time. <laughs> I'm here for it, kind of. Are you? Kind of. I just think it's fun. I don't know. I like, like, it was just like seeing them make out. I was like, okay, this is the start of something that's going to be fun to follow. I, I guess when I saw them kiss, I'm like, I don't believe it even more now. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Timothy loves a very blatant kissing. I mean, like, would he be in a, a relationship if there wasn't a moment of them having a kiss like that publicly? And I love, he looks up, makes eye contact with the camera, yeah. then like gently grabs her ass. <laughs> Listen, do I think it's real? No. Do I think that it's marketing and branding? Sure. I think that Kylie is trying to reintroduce herself in a way to the public. I mean, I said they're all turning white again. The rebranding is white girls. And I don't know how, like, how else to say it. It's true. They are. They're rebranding as white. I Honestly, I feel like Sophia Richie has had a real effect on Kylie. I could see that. Sophia Richie, the way that she went from like dating Justin Bieber and Scott Disick and kind of, I don't want to call her messy, but like the guys that she was involving herself with were really mm -hmm. messy mm -hmm. to just like quiet um fa fashionista i guess like yeah. when i think of sophia richie i truly just think like rich <laughs> yeah yes and she's done a great job of rebranding herself to literally just being described as rich like wasp you know and like i think that kylie's sort of like brand like that thought brand like the girl that bends over uh like a a sports car gig is just like so played out like it's so instagram like five years ago yeah yeah that's true and what's so crazy is going back to like sophie sophie richie um she had like influencers at her wedding and you know if like kylie got married and had influencers everyone would be like that's fucking annoying yeah <laughs> Everyone was just like, no, that's fine. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was like influencers, but then also like princes and princesses and oil tycoons. And it's like the person who, who her great grandfather invented the straw in Istanbul. You know, like the most like, like old money group of people literally ever. And yeah, I don't know. I just, I think that Kylie is like, is kind of like spiraling a little bit. And like, she's been going back and forth on this like new clean girl aesthetic that she's like trying to adapt but it just feels so unnatural like her again like being white like wearing like prairie dresses and doing like minimal makeup like she's really trying to do this like folklore thing and it's like I don't know it's never that's not ever gonna be how people see Kylie Jenner no see, like neon sports car wig Fold lips. You know what I mean? Sorry, girl. You don't give cottage core. <laughs> I think it's so crazy. Like, I feel like the Kardashian Jenners just kind of got welcomed back into the Beyonce Jay-Z world. 
Mm. And then they have this stunt on Beyonce's birthday. I'm like, did you guys want to be uninvited? (laughs) The nerve and the gall, the audacity. I don't know. I think it's just one of those things. I don't think they're real. They're probably hooking up. Why not? But that's so funny. Like, Timothy just needs a makeout moment. (laughs) I think it's fun. I was like, oh, this is like such a fun thing to wake up to. And everybody is... Listen, for as many people are making for as many people that are making fun of them, the same amount of people are reposting it and talking about it and doing just what they want. You know, like it works, even if it's cringe, it like works. For sure. I mean, we even have people commenting on our um Instagram being like, I don't care if it's fake, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun. <laughs> Listen, we gotta get our kicks wherever we could get them at this point. Well, that's all we had for pop culture, but I wanted to end this episode with a listener story. And it says, my partner works for security for a local venue that hosted Keanu Reeves's band. He said Keanu was so nice and so shy. He avoided eye contact and apologized to my partner for being in the way at his own show. His bodyguard was so kind as well and was easy to make jokes with. I couldn't imagine a sweeter human being a celebrity. I love that. Ugh. I love when you get to be reassured that, like, a person is who you hope they are. For sure. We love Keanu Reeves around these parts. And if you guys need a reason to celebrate, yesterday was the 21st anniversary of Kelly Clarkson winning American Idol. It was. I saw that on Pop Crave, of of course. Best day of my life. (laughs) (laughs) You're standing there with Justin Guarini. I'm like, oh my god. It made me feel very old. Who was randomly a guest on the latest season of Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Justin (laughs) Guarini? Your face, yeah. So I'm watching it and I'm like, that's Justin Guarini. I was like, that is fine. If anyone can pick out Justin Guarini on a show, it's me. Wow. I was what? And then like, it panned to him for another second. I was like, that's fine. And it turned out it was him. Well, listen, a gig is a gig. (laughs) You know that video, there's like that that old vine of Lil Mama being like, I'm happy. I'm on my way to a, a what did she say? Like, she's like, I'm happy, I'm working, I'm on my way to a uh, to an, an event. And it's her performing at like a little girl's birthday in front of the pool. <laughs> well, you know Justin Guarini has had a job for years and years and years, right? What is it? He's Lil Swede from the Diet Dr. Pepper commercial. Oh yes. Oh yes. How could I forget? Yes. The sweet one the sweet one yes (laughs) yeah for god (laughs) well guys thank you so so much for listening this week um lots of fun stuff coming up yeah we appreciate you we love you we are emotionally swaddling you right now if you're listening to this at burning man rooting for you truly (laughs) no but really we do hope people got safe we're safe from leaving burning man that situation was fucking crazy yes you can, for the 11 hours that it'll take to get you out, you can listen to our whole catalog. Maybe that'll help. Bye, guys. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.